Welcome to Explore the Space. We're digging into healthcare issues that matter most. Our guests and conversations mine these issues for perspective and answers. There is a gulf between healthcare and our communities. This is the place to talk about it. Now here's your host, Dr. Mark Shapiro. Welcome back to Explore the Space podcast and welcome to another episode of Med Lasso from Explore the Space podcast. We are tackling Ted Lasso season one, episode two in this episode. It is a total blast. Cannot wait to get to it. Thank you first to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Creighton University believes in equipping physicians for success in the exam room, the operating room, and the boardroom. If you want to increase your business acumen, deepen your leadership knowledge, and earn your seat at the table, Creighton's healthcare executive education is for you. Specifically tailored to busy physicians, our hybrid programs blend the richness of on-campus residencies with the flexibility of online learning. Earn a Creighton University Executive MBA degree in 18 months or complete the non-degree Executive Fellowship in six months. Visit www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E to learn more. So we are back. This is Med Lasso taking on Season 1, Episode 2 of Ted Lasso. I am joined, as always, by Dr. Syed Tabatabai, and our special guest in this conversation is Dr. John Irwin. He joined us the night before he got to go to the Cowboys game, so he was in excellent form, and we covered a critical episode, an episode that people liked a lot more than I did, and this was a great way to dive into this discussion, and we covered all kinds of stuff from the importance of teamwork to the ideal barbecue order. You are going to absolutely love this episode for sure. Definitely check out the whole archive of Med Lasso on Explore the Space podcast. There's a link in the show notes, and you can find the entire archive of Explore the Space podcast at www.explorethespaceshow.com. You can find me on Twitter at ETS Show, Instagram at Explore the Space Show. If you're following me on Twitter and you're on Instagram, please do come over to at Explore the Space Show and follow me there. You can email me anytime, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. And finally, please do subscribe to Explore the Space podcast wherever you download your shows. Definitely leave us that five-star rating and review. Those things all really help us out. And please do keep sharing the show. And as you're talking about Ted Lasso, when you're having fun with it on Twitter, use that hashtag MedLasso. It's a great way for us to see all of the fun stuff you all are coming up with. It's just a total blast. So all that said, it is time to get amongst it with Syed and John. Here we go. All right, Syed. Season one, episode two of Ted Lasso. It's time for Med Lasso to get amongst it. Are you ready? I'm ready. What an episode. You said something on Twitter earlier today. This is your favorite episode? It's one of my favorites. I think this is where I got hooked. I think this is the one that hooked me on Ted Lasso. All right. Well, let's get right to it. uh, We've got our good friend John Irwin here with us. John, is this your favorite episode? You know, uh, having watched it a couple times just in preparation of this, I think it is too. I think it's the one that really launched for me. No way. Yeah. All right. It really is. And I I was trying to figure out if maybe you invited me because it was biscuits (laughs) and you're thinking biscuits and gravy and Irwin, the Southern guy. So, uh, (laughs) you know, I probably could have made that connection with any episode of Ted Lasso, like bringing in my Southern friend to talk about this. But on that note, John, welcome to Med Lasso. I'm delighted you're here. Uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. It's a uh, dream come true. <laughs> I'm not sure I believe that because I know what you're <laughs> doing true. tomorrow. It's true. I, I've, been, but, I've been looking forward to getting amongst it. There you go. That's right. So w- we are going to jump into season one, episode two of Ted Lasso. Now from the starting point of 
for you both, two of your favorite episodes. For me, this was the make or break episode. This was the one where I'm like, episode one was weak sauce. I didn't think much of it. Let's try this one more time. My friends are bugging me. And I thought I would stick it out. And I I definitely enjoyed it. But let's just start with the big broad strokes. John, for you, when you watch how much TV do you watch? How much episodic television do you watch? I, I do not watch much TV at all. Honestly, yeah. I was late. The, the the first season was almost over before okay. I actually started watching Ted Lasso. So and I watch a lot of sports, but very yeah. little other. What brought me in is actually my coworkers in Chicago started calling me the Ted Lasso of Chicago. <laughs> so oh to figure God. out if this was a good thing or a bad thing. <laughs> I think if John Hughes was still alive, the sequel to Ferris Bueller would be the Ted Lasso of Chicago starring you. And I'd be happy. I would go on opening night. Well, my wife is actually watching a John Hughes marathon in a small theater in Chicago tonight. So I'm I'm here traveling no in Texas kidding. by myself today. So Oh my gosh. He lives on. That's so much fun. We should we're gonna have another Explore the Space podcast someday. It'll just be all John Hughes movies and it'll just be it'll be amazing. Syed, for you though, favorite episode. What are the things for you that flip switches that make you say this is a Pantheon episode of TV? I think uh, a number of things. I think the the construction of the episode, the way it narratively kind of effortlessly went went through, and the way all these it sort of started in motion, all these different juggling, all these different balls in the air, and uh, just the way the whole thing was put together, and and the the music choices, and the ending with the love of the game message in it, where. They're like, you lost this big game. He's like, yeah, so, and he grabs the ball, and they're they're just playing. You know, I, I it just, I, I just loved it. The whole flavor of the episode was just exquisite. I really like that. One of the things that stuck out to me on the rewatch, knowing, John, that you were coming on and knowing, Syed, that you're in Texas, and I went to medical school in Texas. John, your Twitter handle has TX in it, and you were obviously there for a long time. Let's talk barbecue, because we meet Ted Lasso's affinity for barbecue sauce, acknowledging it's not Texas barbecue sauce. But he gets the care package from his boy and he does a little soliloquy on how when you're eating barbecue sauce, you know, just everything is good in the world. So, John, you're someday we're going to have barbecue together like this is a commitment. What's the order? What are we going to have? If you could create your ideal plate of barbecue with all the sides, sauces, whatever, what's on it? You know, in Texas, barbecue means brisket. Uh, brisket. That's that's all there is for for me for for barbecue. And and in Texas, it's all about the smoke and very little about the barbecue sauce. So we say in Texas that if you require sauce on your barbecue, it's not very good barbecue. So that's <laughs> one place I finally Ted and I kind of separated a little bit there, but. Uh, <laughs> I like the way he brought it together with, you know, what's the thing that takes you back home? And that was really yeah. cool. Absolutely. Next to the brisket, are you going to put anything else on the plate or is it just slices of brisket? And then also on the brisket, are we going fatty or are we going lean? Uh, you know, I'm a lean guy. Uh, most Texans are fatty guys. Um, yeah. And and uh, I, I like the lean meat. So I like the lean cuts. Uh, we're going to put uh, probably coleslaw and beans yeah. Maybe yep. a little bit of potato salad uh, okay. that, that may be there, but uh, really it's, it's all about the brisket. Oh, I love it. Syed, how about for you? What's on your plate? 
I would have to go with the same. I would have to go with. Uh, this is going to be a boring segment. We're well, he's right. He's right. What can he say? I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, he's, he's correct. <laughs> Although, you know, the interesting thing I will say is that I appreciated more on this rewatch how much food is a part of Ted Lasso. Yes. You know, yes. Um, everything from, you know, food evokes so many emotions in us and connections and bonds. And it was interesting to me. The episode is called Biscuits. I was, uh, and I was watching. I paid attention to that. No, I agree with you. So, all right. So, brisket fatty or lean? Uh, I'm a fat guy, but my brisket choice is lean. <laughs> and what else is on your plate? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else is on my plate? Well, I think uh, beans. I think, okay. uh, yeah, yes on the coleslaw. Cream corn, too. I'll, I'll put that oh, on nice. there. Okay. Um, I think that's uh, pickles and, you know, okay. maybe some onions, onions too. Right. So, I'm going to go sliced brisket, of course. Um, I definitely prefer the lean. I like a really thick bark. I like a nice peppery, like almost crunchy bark. Um, and I do like it sliced fairly thin, like definitely not more than like half a centimeter, you know, like five millimeters, give or take too thin. And it starts to sort of shatter too thick. And I feel like I'm eating a, a it's just not right for me. Um, and I'm not that I've thought about this for like hours. Um, potato salad for sure. Beans for sure. I like the white bread. I like when they put the white bread, just the one slice just right there. That's always a nice touch because at the end there's juice and the white bread. Just make sure your plate is nice and clean. What are we doing for dessert? Speaking of, of food and, and the centricity of sweets in this episode. If done properly, there is no room for dessert. But uh, if if we're going to do something, it's it's usually banana pudding after barbecue. Oh. Yeah. God. Oh With my God. Nilla wafers, right? So oh, totally. They, <laughs> like the, the 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 fortress wall of Nilla wafer. Yes. So I had, what what are you doing for dessert? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I was thinking bread pudding or some sort of pudding. You know, that's yeah. that's the thing that you go to. I, I I actually went pie. I was thinking like pecan mm. pie, but um, I mean, I'll trade you guys a couple of bites of mine for a couple of bites of yours, and I think everything will be okay. That's a deal. The episode is called Biscuits, though, and and it shares with us one of the things that is like a central part of the show and it's ted lasso obviously bringing rebecca the biscuits in the in the small pink box and from there right we know that there's this this whole like universe now of ted lasso biscuits and biscuits with the boss i mean when i heard that for the first time it's like oh my gosh it's on you know cups and t-shirts it's this whole thing now it's not about the food for me it's it's about one person trying to make a connection to another, acknowledging that oftentimes we can do it through food. John, when you're trying to make connections with someone, you've been a leader in medicine for a long time. You've done every sort of procedure that can be done on a human heart. You lead in the classroom. You lead in the lecture hall and on the conference circuit. When you're trying to make that connection one-on-one, -on -one, are there reliable tools that you have that you say, I can offer this to someone and it will allow us to connect on a human level. You know, I, I really do like to go back to, to people's roots and find out where, where they came from. I mean, if, if you look at the characters in this cast and especially Jamie Tart, you, you see why he was left where he was left emotionally and his, his behavior. And so I think honestly getting to the root of someone's soul is uh, you have to know how they were brought up. And so I like to ask a lot of questions about, you know, what was their home life like and, you know, brothers, sisters, parents, those sorts of things. So I think that really is our, our foundation. Who taught you that strategy? I, I don't know that it was taught. I, I was fortunate enough to have family that 
taught that as a as a foundation and it also taught me you know uh, that the the people that I saw that were troubled that I was growing up with my parents would point out you know hey you know they're not they haven't had quite the same advantages that you have had and and I, I learned that at a pretty early age so it was my parents and how about for you Syed? what are the things that you use that you can trust that will reliably help you to connect with somebody on a one-to-one level? I think the ability to, uh, to be open to new experiences, to be able to listen to somebody and uh, find out what makes them tick, what, what are they into, what are they interested in, and um, be able to engage them on some level of shared common interest or some you know common ground. I think Ted, Ted is a master of this, obviously. The, and it's not, for a lot of people, it's not a very comfortable thing. I mean, as a society, we, we're, we're a lot more distant from each other, I think, with all our technology and everything and, and in-person interaction, person-to-person interaction. For a lot of people, it's uncomfortable uh, in some ways, especially with people you don't know. And so that willingness to uh, to use one of your your favorite phrases, Mark, which I love, is step into the tension of uh, talking to somebody you don't know and being open to it. I think that's a big part of it. It's something that I took a while to learn. We've all done that dance where you're sort of looking across from someone and you're sort of like rotating around each other, kind of or like, I want to say hi, not totally sure how to do it. And when you start that process with, Hey, where are you from? Or, Hey, what brought you here? Or what's your favorite cookie in a, in that genuine way, you're off to the races. Um, it's just getting over that moment of inertia, stepping into that tension. Cause it feels weird. And we've all been there. And we talked in the last one about how, you know, making friends is hard. You know, when, when we had Ann Pellet on the show, when you're an adult, especially like making new friends is hard, connecting with new people is hard. And I think you're right. One of the things that the character of Ted Lasso for me kind of role models is just being confident and trusting that the other person is going to reach back out to you. John, when you get to work, acknowledging that, right, you have medical students, residents, pre-med students, other attendings, do you vary your strategies or is it the same? Doesn't matter. It's just that you're, it's one human being to another. Uh, definitely vary the strategies. You know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, as we've all learned, we all learn in different ways. And so we, the, the master educators that we try to model ourselves after realize where we are, they find us where we are and take us where we need to be. And and we're all in different places. And so, yeah, it's, it's a matter of trying to feel out where someone uh, has their sweet spot and, and trying to harmonize with that. Mm, I love that. Figuring out where they have their sweet spot and trying to harmonize with that. Syed, for you, when you think about finding harmony and then you think about kind of where we are on the arc of the show that we like, do you think after watching episode two that there's any kind of harmony yet or is it all just chaos and noise? I think there's definitely harmony starting to yeah. emerge. I mean, yeah. obviously, uh, it's not at the point yet where we're we're bound together by the lasso. You know, we're not we're not right. fused into a fandom yet. But right. there's definitely harmony. I mean, the the things we love about the show have already started to manifest. Um, the relationships, the uh, comedic uh, uh, timing, the comedic banter, uh, the characters. Um, and it's willingness to uh, subvert, uh, uh, you know, the expected to do, go the unexpected route. Uh, especially in this episode with the showdown looming throughout the episode with Crystal Palace, uh, the conventional route would be for, you know, for us to get an extended soccer uh, football uh, sequence, you know, and and a lot of ways for Ted to show up some of his naysayers. You know, that would be the 
um, expected thing. Well, oh, wow, this guy can actually coach a little bit or something like that. But uh, show doesn't do that. <laughs> so uh, I think uh, there was definitely harmony beginning to emerge from from this episode. We did get some soccer sequences, though, and it was Ted right. with Shannon. And oh, yeah, she, that's true. And, and she eats his lunch for him twice. <laughs> and it's awesome. I, the, 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 the thing for me in this episode that made me start to see that there's maybe some semblance of structure was the relationship between Ted and Beard. You see, you know, Beard pulls him out of the road. Uh, they, they have, you see that they have like a syncopated rhythm as, as friends. And it didn't feel forced. It felt very natural. And seeing them kind of coaching together, and, and I really liked that as well. But one of the things that happened in this show for me, you also mentioned the humor, and I'm going to ask you both this too. There is a 90-second sequence in the episode that has the two funniest scenes in the entire show for me, and they happen back-to-back. John, you just have to take a guess. Do you know what those two funniest scenes like ever are and they're back to back you know i for for me i I don't know what they are for you but for me uh at least one of them was a tasmanian devil (laughs) oh my without the blah 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 blah. (laughs) (laughs) so now so okay we all have to do our best (laughs) it's on my notes syed you go first you have to do your best tasmanian devil imitation So I'm going to go next. John, you already went, but I think you have to go again because you called it out. <laughs> Mark, can you, you, can you edit them all together so we get this like one <laughs> mega? Harmonized. Mega t- harmonized. Yeah, harmonized. <laughs> a, a harmonized. I don't think the fans of the show want that. I really don't. When he did that, my wife hadn't watched it yet. So she and I watched it again the next day and I watched her knowing what was going to happen. And I mean, when you're, when your partner disintegrates with laughter, it really is one of the greatest things in life and watching my wife just disintegrate laughing. Oh God, that scene forever followed up immediately by Caesar you later. <laughs> and he comes bombing back into the room. That's the famous gif from the show now. But when that happened, I was out of my mind. That was insane that they could do those two things and to, to edit them knowing like okay we've got a left right combo here we could space them out no nope, we're gonna go left we're gonna go right and we're putting you on the floor <laughs> john do you have moments in shows that stick out for you as much as that little sequence you know i they're just so many. And, and, and yeah. I think I'd probably go back to more what you were saying about watching your wife. Uh, my wife, Susie, and I watch every episode together. We will not watch them apart. Yeah. And uh, it, it's it's constant laughter. And and honestly, it reminds me of when we first met. And so it's it's been a great experience. We've just had a oh, lot of wow. fun. Yeah. That is really, really cool. I want us to pick up on a theme that we're doing. We did it with episode one season one because in in episode one they show coach beard hanging up the pyramid of success and we had a really interesting conversation last time talking about one of the bricks in the pyramid with our friend joy henningson we talked about enthusiasm john for you i want us to talk about one of the bricks because i think this one fits really well acknowledging right i know you best by watching how you interact with many many thousands of people on twitter and how, man, people gravitate towards you and how you lead and share and teach and just seem like a really good hang 
but you foster a an atmosphere around you where people want to at least to my perception work together and so i think this one works perfectly cooperation and on the pyramid of success cooperation says with all levels of your coworkers listen if you want to be heard be interested in finding the best way not in having your own way john reflect on cooperation as we see it in the show but more importantly over the arc of your career well you know we have to go back to the famous quote from ted lasso be curious not judgmental and to me that it it harmonizes completely with that cooperation uh we can learn something from everyone and i've i've learned that multiple times over my life. And I I look for it. I I actually, it's a sense of adventure for me when I meet someone new and, and I truly look at at every person that, that is on my floor uh, at any given time. Uh, You know, our custodians, I I've met so many just amazing people that have taught me things that I wouldn't have learned just in my own life experiences. Sad for you. When you reflect on cooperation, has your perception of what it looks like changed over the course of your life from college, med school, your fellowship in nephrology, now as an attending, has your sense of what cooperation means changed? I think so on some level. I think as you progress through your training, you start to get more more depth in your understanding, right, on every level. And one of those things is understanding um, how vital cooperation is and how, you, you know, uh, how, how many different levels are involved, how many different people are truly involved. Um, I think when I was a student, I had one one vision of how many people I would have to form a team with, so to speak. But once you're in attending, you realize, uh, as John was talking about, kind of how big that team is and how many people you're really dependent on um, and how many people depend on you and how many people you can learn from and grow from and, and can do the same for you. So I, I think it's just a question of the richness and the depth of that cooperation. I've appreciated more and more with time. I really like that a lot. I like the way the show reflects on cooperation, how Ted is trying to encourage his one in a million athlete to still be a one in a million athlete, but to do it in a way where he's part of his team, where he's cooperating with his team. And the way that he does it is so artfully done, right? It's positive reinforcement. Remember, uh, Keeley says, oh, he responds to positive reinforcement. So he starts giving him a compliment. One of the things I noticed about that scene too, did you notice when Ted is giving Jamie that feedback the way they blocked the scene he's standing Ted is standing in the exact same spot where he stands when he and Rebecca have their moments in his office too they blocked it perfectly it's exactly the same and I just it's those little things that I love about it but when he gives Jamie that first compliment did you notice that Jamie stands up Jamie gets up off the desk and it's just that immediate reflection of when you say something nice to someone you start to win them over especially when they know that it's genuine And then the way that he compliments him, you know, you're the best athlete I've ever coached. But boy, when you can figure out how to make it more about, you know, us 11, as opposed to just being one of a million, sky's the limit. Oh, my God, that scene just gives one chills because it's it's helping them understand how their greatness fits into this kind of cooperative piece. John, you, you played really high level football for a long time and you shared very vividly about your high school experiences and your college experiences. And I love it. What happens when the best athlete on the team buys in? 
It's an absolute requirement for a championship team. It's just an absolute requirement. Um, I, I played high level, but I was, I was a very average to below average college athlete. Um, and so I went from being in high school where I, I was one of those guys in the room that was one of the best to going to college where I was, you could have replaced me with anyone. And so I, I learned a lot from that, but it's, it's really important The the leaders on the teams, uh, um, that are the most talented athletes have to buy into that for a team to be a truly championship caliber team. Syed, for you, have you ever felt like you were the best at something and part of what made you the best at it was that you were able to elevate people around you? <laughs> the awkward answer to the first part of that question is I, I'm not so sure I'm the best. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I think I think part of what we do every day, um, I mean, we, we may not necessarily be the best clinicians that are the best experts or, or whatever, but we, we are a very specialized, uh, uh, you know, um, practitioners with, with certain knowledge and certain expertise in learning. And, and I think that Part of being a, a physician um, is uh, is elevating your team and and elevating the people around you and and uh, it's it's you can we all know those people who don't we all know those people who I mean we've all met one of those personalities where it's all about them and it's all about how can any possible interaction elevate them further and uh, we know how unpleasant that can be and how how toxic that can be and how damaging that can be to the people around them and the fabric of the community they're in. So I think our, our profession by its very nature encourages us to look out for each other. I am the best at inviting people into the locker room with Mark and Syed <laughs> and I'll own it. And part of doing that is then bringing people in. So John, it's time. Are you ready to go in the locker room? Uh, I've been thrilled looking forward to it. Yeah. <laughs> The same question, and I'm very curious to hear your answer to this. What is your ruling on tea? And I hope you say what I think you might say. It tastes like muddy water. I hate <laughs> tea. I'm a coffee guy. I'm a coffee guy through and through. Uh, so Ted and I see very much eye to eye. <laughs> can, I throw, can I throw a wrinkle at you, though? You can. Yeah, sure. If we roll into our favorite barbecue joint and we get our brisket and we get everything else that we need, and down at the end, on the drinks aisle, is the sweet tea. Nope. Nope. Oh, he's shaking Not a his sweet head. tea guy. No. no. Hard pass. Shiner right. beer. Shiner beer. I was going to say, Shiner box. <laughs> I'll, I'll join you with the Shiner box. That's totally fine. All right. Fair enough. We're, Syed is really, this has been a rough stretch for him. We're like, oh, for our last five people on <laughs> liking tea. And that's fine. All right. Syed, first concert, best concert. Uh, First concert uh goo goo dolls um this was in <laughs> in upstate new york i grew up mostly overseas where i didn't have access to a lot of concerts so when i came here i didn't really know <laughs> much about about them but i, I like them and it was a good concert best concert uh the killers las vegas uh 2016 opening t-mobile arena it was the very first concert at that venue and they went all out and there was a whole bunch of cameos from imagine dragons and wayne newton and blue man group and it was insanity. Wow. It was awesome. That's awesome. John, first concert, best concert. 
First concert, my, my dad took the whole family to see Glenn Campbell when I was about six years old. So the, the rhinestone cowboy, right? So that was my first one. That was pretty good, but I, I wouldn't say it was my best. My best was for my wife and I, when we had our 30th wedding anniversary, we took our two sons and we were in the mosh pit at Metallica. And that was my best concert ever. You can see Mark just can exploding. I, can I do mine? <laughs> yes, please. So my first concert was Fine Young Cannibals at the Oakland Coliseum. Um, I don't know how I ended up at a Fine Young Cannibals show. I went with my sister and you know she was my musical guide for a while. And now the roles are reversed. But best concert, 2008, Honda Center, Anaheim, Metallica. Yes. They, yes. they burned that place to the ground. It was unbelievable they are fun john we have like a we have a proper agenda i have like a list of things that i need to do with john and a metallica show is on the list because they're going to tour again they're coming to the chase center in san francisco in december um and you know next year you know they're the ultimate road dogs like they're not going to let us down absolutely no i'm there we'll we'll do oh it we'll gosh. do it all the if way they come to dallas or they'll come to chicago probably right probably so yeah where would they play in chicago probably united center at the United Center. So we yeah. need to get a ticket for Syed. Because <laughs> Syed and I made a deal that he'll take me to a killer show and I'll take him to a Metallica show. Nice. If we had like a med Twitter meetup at a Metallica show. That oh, would be, that would rule. Yeah. That would legit rule. <laughs> that would legit rule. All right. This is a question that I don't think any of us will ever know the answer to. But John, I'm going to start with you. Keely's at the photo shoot. Who is in the green suit? I, I don't know if he's in the green suit, but I know whose idea it was. It, it's Zach Braff. Was it, he was he directed this episode from Scrubs, and I, the, the, when I learned that, I, I learned it as I was kind of getting ready for this episode, and I I couldn't help but think that Roy Kent is Perry Cox. <laughs> So, <laughs> I mean, I just, it, I went straight to it, but it was Zach Braff's idea. I don't know if he's in the suit or not. I, I don't know who's in the suit. <laughs> Syed, you have to answer. I'm still asking you, but we're not topping that. Yeah, I know. How am I supposed to do better than that? I, I, I would say it's it's Brett Goldstein because he can play a lion and he already has a fur, so he doesn't need to oh, have much CGI. Really good. You know what? You recovered really well. And I'm going to defer to both of you because I'm not I'm not anywhere close to what you two have. Those are really, really good answers. I have a recurring theme. The movie Major League pops up a lot on the show. John, did you catch a Major League reference in episode two? Gosh. Um, there is one. It's there. You, you just caught me in left field at this point. So, uh, Syed, I missed did you catch it. the major league reference. Um, now I'm blanking too. You even told me. <laughs> no, I told you there is one. I yeah, you, you told me there was there was a reference. Was. And, no, no, no. And now I'm blanking on what it was. Um, it's the shower. Do you remember the manager comes out and yells at the owner? Now there's no hot water in the showers. And the gripe that was in the box is that the showers don't work. And when Ted fixes the showers, he gets a lot of credit. And so that was our, that's our major league reference. I had though, John, I, I had to spill it to Syed at like 11 o'clock last night, Pacific time. Syed was awake. Cause I think he was on call. This might be my favorite and best movie poll of all time. Can you connect 
season two of Med La- of Ted Lasso with the Thomas Harris movie, the guy who did Silence of the Lambs, Red Dragon. It's there. It's hard. uh, You've got me again. You've got me again. Here we go. Follow (laughs) me here. There's the nasty, salacious reporter guy wearing like the ill-fitting black, you know, fake leather stuff, asking Rebecca gross questions about her ex-husband, right? His name is Ernie Lowndes. Yes. In the movie Red Dragon, there is a gross, salacious reporter played by Philip Seymour Hoffman, whose name is Freddie Lowndes. It's exactly the same last name. I Googled it to be sure. They did that intentionally. I, you will never convince me otherwise that that was a coincidence. There are no coincidences. It's awesome because they brought him up uh, when, when he gave uh, Rebecca the soldier. He aimed it at Lowndes, right? If, he can't, if that Lowndes guy comes in the door. Yeah, that's, exactly. And, yeah. and we remember what happened to Freddie Lowndes. He met a bad end in, <laughs> in Red Dragon. Syed, I texted you this at 11 o'clock last night. What was your ruling? Like, did Shapiro just need to get some more sleep or what? It blew my mind, um, and I didn't sleep at all. And I'm just <laughs> I just thought of that GIF with uh, all the dots are connected, <laughs> you know, and the guy's talking in front of that board with all the red lines. Going <laughs> the <laughs> Charlie Fry beautiful yeah, exactly. thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what I was I love about. it. I love it. Oh, that's so good. Um, but no, that's, that's my favorite poll, I think, like – Ever, I don't. I might not top that one, and I, I, you know, I wish my, I wish my brain didn't always do this stuff, but it does. John, if you were going to have one cookie slash biscuit for the rest of your life, what is it? Uh, it would have to be uh, a peanut butter chocolate chip. Now I'm going to want a peanut butter chocolate chip cookie. <laughs> do you have a recipe for it or does your wife have a recipe? My, or my, fa- wife, a family my recipe? wife has, my wife has a recipe and my, my mom uh, given to, to her from my mom. And, uh, it has yes. several sticks of butter in the, uh, <laughs> in the recipe. So it's, it's, uh, not something that I as a cardiologist should recommend, but it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a two butter cookie. Yes. Any cookie with two different butters in it is a winner. <laughs> Saya, do you have a cookie that you lean into? Every time it's Girl Scout cookie season, I demolish their lemon cookies. Um, it's the only, le- yeah, I know. It's weird. What? I like lemon. I'm the only one. So I get. You are literally the nobody, only one. Nobody likes it. I think they call Savannah Smiles or something like that. Sure, but no, nobody <laughs> buys them. I buy them all. And I like the little bit of sour tartness to them. Just, wow. Yeah. That's what I like. That is, I thought you were going Thin Mint. I mean, everyone goes Thin Mint. Thin Mint yeah, in the thin, freezer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Put them in the freezer. John, again, yeah. Thin Mint. In, I mean, it's. Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm going mean, to coach. If you told me your parents point. were South African, I'd be worried that we were actually related. <laughs> I don't think your parents are South African, so we're probably not. But man, alive. Syed, do do you have a thin mint ruling though? Like, are you? No, I like thin mints. I, I do. I'm th- this is just my favorite cookie. I just I just like the lemony. It's good for your kidneys too. All right. <laughs> well done. My wife bought a box of. My son is enjoying Oreo cookies. He calls them Orioles, which is too awesome. That's she awesome. got the yeah she got the double stuffed you know, the with the extra filling I'm actually the 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 ratio I is is good I like the extra <laughs> filling I won't lie it's it's very satisfying it's like a very mouthful of a cookie it's good you guys are laughing let's move on no <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm John, thinking wait. back to my my son who ate like I think twelve double stuffed 
together when he was in the high school uh, cafeteria, and I think he vomited there. So I, I, I went straight to that. I'm sorry. That's just a lot of anything to try to like yeah. get down your throat, and that's a sugar bowl of of, of some note. For you, John, when you when you get to enjoy a show and reflect on a show like this, how much space do you make in your day-to-day life acknowledging you're in a very high-pressure job as a cardiologist? You have a big life outside of the cath lab, the clinic, etc. How how do you deliberately create space to allow something fun like Ted Lasso or your love of your beloved Dallas Cowboys or Friday Night Lights, high school football. How do you create space with intention to allow those things to grow and flourish and remain? It's a great question. It's a hard thing to do in a truly regimented fashion because we all know that at any given time, we have to give more energy to one thing or another. And and there's there's really no truth in work-life balance. There really is not. It's It goes back to that word harmony. We have to find the place and we have to know on a given day that, hey, I'm, I'm not in a good place. I'm being surly to someone. I'm not being as patient with my patients. And when, when I feel that in me, I know I have to go home and do something like watch Ted Lasso with my wife or, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, I, I just really try to pay attention to that and be mindful of how patient I'm being with others and how, how much do I have left to give? I need, I know when I need to fill back up again. Syed, how about for you? How do you, or we're all still learning, but how do you kind of remind yourself, Hey, make space for things like this that are just, they're joyful, they're fun, they're silly, but make it a, make it a priority. Um, Actually lately social media has done that for me some, somewhat, especially with Med Lassa. Uh, when the season was ongoing, everyone's excitement reminded me that, hey, there's something to look forward to <laughs> this week, uh, you know, especially in the depths of the pandemic. And uh, connecting with people over shared interests is sometimes helpful to remind you to take some time out. Speaking of things to look forward to, John, we got to get you out of here because you have a big pregame. You're going to party all night in preparation for Cowboys Broncos. <laughs> it's a replay of the 77 Super Bowl where Craig Morton and Randy White, didn't they share the MVP that year? It was Randy White and Harvey Martin that shared. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes. And Craig Martin got the, he was he was on the other end of them winning the MVP. Oh, that's right. Craig Morton, of course, he was the Broncos quarterback. Yeah, he had been a Cowboys quarterback early on, but yeah, he was with the Broncos then. Yeah. All right, so you ready to relive that? Are you excited? I'm looking forward to it. Although my pregame for Cowboys is to rest my voice because I, <laughs> if, if you would have caught me on uh, Monday morning, I I would have none left at all. So you don't give grand rounds on Monday mornings? No, no, because I'm into games. I'm very loud at the games. Yes. I love I'm, it. I love it. Well, I, John, have a great time tomorrow. What a treat it was having you on Med Lasso. Thank you so much. Enjoyed it so much. Thanks for having me here. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, one of the I got to bring one more thing up that the Zach Braff reference. So did you know that Scrubs came out three weeks after 9-11? No, we have the same producer for Scrubs. We have the same producer for Ted Lasso and we got Ted Lasso in the pandemic. So there's something cosmic here. Bill Lawrence, man, that guy just. He just his sense of timing and his sense of just what giving the people what they need is is a, is unbelievable. Thank you for that poll. The Zach Braff in the green suit poll, that's a Pantheon one and 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 bravo to you. Oh, one last thing. 
John, if I say cheers, you respond with cheers. Night court. <laughs> yeah. Remember? Yes, I did. I, yes, yes. But absolutely. I'm with you. We say cheers to each other, but they said cheers <laughs> to Ted, and he replied, "Oh, night court." Another just oh, that my was gosh. perfect. Perfect. <laughs> John, you were perfect. This was awesome. Thank you. I had a blast. Thanks for having me. It's been been wonderful, and uh, look forward to uh, listening for the rest of the season. That's right. Oh my gosh! And where do people find you? We've we've referenced your Twitter presence and account. How do they find you on Twitter? They find me at Heart O Texas Heart MD. Love it. We'll have a link in the show notes. This was great, Syed. We're rolling. We got some momentum now. The show is gathering momentum after episode two. Med Lasso season one is gathering momentum. We got to keep it going. I love it. I love revisiting the show. I love talking about it. This is awesome. Yeah, no, I know. But episode two, like it was, it was better than I remember for sure. It was a treat to do this with you, buddy. We will see you soon. Thanks boys. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Have a great week. My thanks once again to Syed and John for joining me on this episode of Med Lasso. An absolute treat to speak with them both. I'm hungry. I want barbecue. And that's one of the best parts of doing this. Thank you also to Lori Bedke and Creighton University for sponsoring this episode. Learn more about Creighton's Executive MBA and Executive Fellowship programs at www.creighton.edu backslash C-H-E-E. Thanks to you so much for listening as well. Please do hit me on Twitter at ETS show. Please do use hashtag MedLasso when you're talking about all of this great stuff on Twitter. It's a wonderful way for us to all follow along. Find me on Instagram at Explore the Space Show. And you can email me, mark at explorethespaceshow.com. You can find the archive of the show, www.explorethespaceshow.com as well. We will be back soon with more great content. Until then, take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Explore the Space. Visit us on our website, explorethespaceshow.com. And please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at ETS Show. And you can email Dr. Shapiro by writing to mark at explorethespaceshow.com.